0: Gobble, gobble, Bears fans, and welcome to this Thanksgiving episode of the Chicago Audible. It's our Bears-Lions postgame show as our Bears found a way to fight back with that 24-20 to victory over the Detroit Lions here on Thanksgiving. And with that, I say I'm thankful. I'm Russell DeWitt, joined to be, well, I'm going to say joined with my co-host, Nicholas Moriano. Nick, how are you on this Thanksgiving day?
1: It's been going well, uh, especially seeing Eddie Jackson kind of get that game-sealing interception. Family's kind of coming in right now, but, yeah, it's going good. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. It's
0: exciting to be here on Thanksgiving, you know, even though uh, it's a day where we're usually with our families. Doing these post-game shows has become a little bit of a tradition for us over the years as well but with it being the holiday we're going to keep this episode on the brief side so without wasting another moment let's go ahead and get into the first quarter of our post-game show and let's go ahead and begin with my monster moment of the game which is going to be Kyle Fuller's tackle there in the fourth quarter. The Lions were driving. They're inside their own 10. There was a big third down. Bo Scarborough was running to the right side. Kyle Fuller gets the stop, forces the Lions to settle for three points, and that's a big play because afterwards the Bears were able to take that lead by the four points, and of course we know how that went. If the Bears would have given up a touchdown there, who knows if we would be talking about a Chicago Bears victory or not. So that tackle, to me, is a game-saving tackle by Kyle Fuller, and for that reason that's going to be my monster moment of the game but Nick over to you for your Moriano Minute
1: yeah I want to take us back to that touchdown drive nine play 90 yard touchdown drive that the Bears had and what you saw in that drive is a lot of great throws by Mitch Trubisky and also Anthony Miller just creating separation winning those one-on-one matchups and remember that all started off with an ineligible man downfield. So the Bears are able to overcome that in the beginning, able to get down into, you know, obviously the Lions end of the field, ended with a touchdown, and that ended up being, obviously, the game-winning touchdown. So great, great drive by the Bears going through adversity, especially because I think Trubisky, the drive before that, had an interception, if I'm not mistaken. So it's great to see him be able to rebound and actually, you know, end the game on a good note like that. All right,
0: looks like your internet's coming back. You froze for a little bit there, but it's okay. We're able to hear your voice, which does the job. So that was your Mori on a minute. What's going to be your Midway Mulligan? Yet another Bears game where I think you can take a bunch of different scenarios and want to take them off the board. But what's going to be your Midway Mulligan today?
1: Uh, it has to be probably starting off the game and allowing a 75 yard touchdown right from the very beginning. It seemed like there must have been some kind of busted coverage. Something was going on there. But. You can't have that happen against a third-string quarterback and then allowing – and that's after the Bears have a good drive to start the game, but you can't just – you can't have something like that happen against a team that is down there, obviously, to your third string. So that would be my moment right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was uh... – Horrendous, horrendous effort on that play as well. And we'll talk about that as we go through. So for my stat of the game, it's going to be the number fifty-eight because that was the amount of minutes that the Bears did not have the lead in this one. Uh, they only they took the lead for the first time with two seventeen left. In, well, wait a minute. They had the lead to start this game off, didn't they? They did. It's it's been a long morning slash afternoon here. Yeah. Uh, But, okay, see, that's why you don't listen to the broadcast, because they said that was the first time the Bears led. I was like, oh, yeah, jotted that down in my notes. So I'll go with my other side of the game, and that's going to be – uh, the three touchdowns from Mitch Trubisky here and probably more importantly the 8.9 yards per throw because it's been a long season where that yards per attempt has been down. And to see that up in the eights, uh, almost nine yards per throw, it's gonna, that's a really good sign. I know it's Detroit's defense. We talked about how their secondary is exploitable. We saw that happen today, especially when it mattered most late in the game, Trubisky pushing that ball down the field so for me the 8.9 uh, yards per throw is gonna be
1: my stat of the game Nick who's gonna be your MVB choice I think I have to go with Mitch trubisky there will when when you have a game like he did and yes he had a couple of plays where you just you know scratching your head thinking what is he doing but he finished 29 or 29 38 for 338 yards three touchdowns at interception but he made some good throws in this game yes the interception was a Well, it was behind Allen Robinson. Then you question what he's doing on that third down run where it looks like he could have gotten the the first down had he kept going upfield. But I think you saw Mitch take advantage of a, a Lions defense that obviously isn't very good. So I have to give it to Mitch Trubisky.
0: Nice. I'm going with the receiver, and that's going to be Anthony Miller. And, Nick, I'm rolling with these. This is like three of the last four weeks where I was able to guess at least my MVB choice here. But Anthony Miller, his first 100-yard game of the season, second of his career, he led the team with the nine catches, 140 yards, averaging 15.6 yards per catch. But more importantly, it's the two big-time third-down catches late in this game on that Bears final drive. Uh, On third down, the very first one, he got 35. And then later in the drive, a 32-yard catch. They got the Bears inside the 5 all the way down to the 2-yard line. Anthony Miller coming up big and being that deeper threat for this Bears offense today, to me, is going to be a big reason why he's the MVP. Again, those two big and crucial third-down catches, to me, really seal the deal for him. But, you know, we wouldn't have those catches if not for your MVP choice with Mitch making some very clutch throws as well. All right, so up next, we're going to enter the second quarter of our show and talk about that Bears offense. Before we do, I do need to call a quick timeout to tell you a little bit about our show sponsor, SeatGeek. Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? The real question is, how easy could it be if those ticketing sites actually cared? With millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there is a better way. In an industry that tends to be stagnant, SeatGeek has decided to stand out from the crowd. So why is SeatGeek better than the rest? Well, a quick look at the App Store shows over 50,000 five-star reviews. And simply put, they're a better process. They pull together millions of tickets from all over the web, rate each deal on a scale to 1 to 10. And finally, SeatGeek displays them all on an interactive seat map. And every purchase, it's fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets with I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and so does Nick, and it's by far the easiest way that we've been able to shop for tickets. I was looking at those Bears Chiefs game, a game we're going to, and if you're looking to buy some tickets for yourself, there are still plenty of amazing deals coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And, of course, if you're looking to head over to Soldier Field for the Bears-Cowboys game in just seven days, definitely check out SeatGeek for those as well because they will give you $10 off your first purchase, and all you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code BEARS for $10 off your first purchase. That promo code again is BEARS, B E A R S, and that unlocks $10 off your first purchase. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Chicago Audible. I'm Harold DeWitt. I'm sitting here with my co host, Nicholas Moriano. The two of us are taking a break from Murphy's, or maybe you haven't ate yet, Nick. You look a little famished, so I think you're ready to roll here. And we're talking about this Bears four point victory over the Detroit Lions. And it's time to talk about this Bears offense. And, Nick, I mean, there are a ton of mistakes, a ton of penalties from this offense today. But by and large, it was one of the more productive games that this
1: Bears offense did have. What was going right? You know, I think uh, they what the Bear, Bears were able to do on the drives that they actually scored on, there was enough good plays in a row without maybe a bad penalty that brought them back. There were some times where they had to battle through adversity, but it just seemed like when the Bears did have their touchdown drives, there wasn't that killer penalty in the middle of it to where they had to overcome it um, because you look at, Right before the end of the half, they do have a bad penalty that halts what they wanted to do, getting some points, and then you see the Bears obviously not being able to score, but I think they just were able to put together enough good plays in a row, and that was able for them to actually have success on offense today.
0: I think, really, to me, when I'm looking at this offense, I was pleased to see what they were able to do in terms of rushing the football. Again, 88 yards in general. Uh, That's a, a little bit more than our average right now this season, but particularly David Montgomery, even though he didn't have the most mind-boggling of stats. He had 16 carries, 75 yards, averaging 4.7 yards per pop, and he was running tough today, Nick. He really was. He was bowling guys over. He was he was uh, hitting the holes harder than I've seen him hit all season long. It helps if you actually do have a hole to hit, and the offensive line hasn't provided those too often this season, but I do believe him uh, having some success in the ground, allowing the Bears to utilize play action definitely helped. Then, of course, when the Bears were actually throwing this football, Mitch had some time, and when he didn't, he was able to buy some time. He was on the run a lot, making a very accurate throws today, especially while on the move along the sidelines, whether it be an Allen Robinson, Javon Wims, Anthony Miller as well. I thought, really, there was a lot going right today, and I was very excited to kind of get to discuss it because we haven't been able to talk about an offense that are doing things right moving the ball through the air doing some good things on the ground for the vast majority of this season but do you have any other big picture takeaways that you want to kind of bring up about
1: this offense today you know i think it's huge that anthony miller is really becoming a big part of this offense now and mitch trubisky is actually looking to miller when you have nine receptions for 140 yards obviously that's someone that mitch trubisky now trusts it used to just be alan robinson Whenever it was a a play that he needed to get a first down, you went to Allen Robinson. No, now he's looking Anthony Miller's way, and that's exactly what we all kind of envision for this offense, especially a guy that you move up for, someone that we all know has all the potential, and he is just a fantastic route runner. He creates separation like no other. So that's really big for the Bears offense moving forward, just having another dynamic and hopefully reliable weapon that Mitch can count on for the rest of the season. Yeah,
0: and then, of course, we saw a little bit of Riley Ridley out there uh, running in late when they came out of a timeout and they only had 10 guys on the field. Uh, But other than that, I do want to mention Jesper Horstead's touchdown and how big of a play that was because it was for a long time, uh, in my notes here, going to be the monster moment because that 18-yard touchdown, which was only Horstead's second career catch, And what a catch that was uh, diving the body and the ball control, holding up against his helmet. And Mitch also using touch to get that ball where it needed to be a big time drive for the bears to tie this game up at 17 points. Uh, That was a really big play. And I thought Mitch had a couple of bigger throws in this game today. Some very accurate ones, especially in this second half and it didn't start off pretty because he had that interception on the very first drive of the third quarter. But Nick, Uh, do you believe that Mitch responded well? Because I mean, I can't see how you didn't Uh, the very next drive, six or six, 83 yards, uh, five of those passes went for 11 yards or more. And then of course, two drives later, the uh, four for five for 90 yards, marching all the way down the field again for just
1: another touchdown to put the bears on top. Yeah. And after that interception, you have the nine play, what is it? 80 yard drive that ends in a touchdown. They have a punt, but then there's another nine play 90 yard drive that ends in a touchdown. So, you saw Mitch Trubisky obviously learn from that mistake, but he just did have some really good throws in this game, and I know it's a line secondary and you know how bad they've been this season, but there are some throws where you need the right touch, where you can only put it in a certain spot. Mitch was making that, and I think as Bears fans, obviously we're all frustrated with the season, how he's played. But you could build off this. You really can, just for him himself, that confidence that hopefully he can bring going into Dallas next week, another primetime game. So this is a good game for Mitch Trubisky. I know the interception and then that run really makes me, fans think about it otherwise. But this was a good game by him, and it was good that he was able to take advantage of this Lions defense.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, he nicked something or something along those lines because it did look like – I mean, I know he got hit in the helmet early in his game. That wasn't called. He got another hard hit on a sack. But outside those two plays, when he had opportunities to run this ball, it looked like he was doing everything in his power – not to get contacted, not to get hit. And I don't know. I mean, I understand the shoulder. I understand the hip. So I'm sure those are probably leading towards it. But ideally, you want to see him run forward for that first down, fight through the contact because he had it. And then a couple other plays uh, when he was scrambling on the move where he just kind of stepped out of bounds strike like a one or two-yard gain where potentially there were more yards on the field. But those are just some nitpicky areas right now. But overall, a very good game for Trubisky, You ended up with a pass rating of 118.1 and completing over 70% of his passes Uh, one other area that I want to mention on real quick too is going to be Javon Wims five catches 56 yards averaged 11.2 yards per catch Uh, he I thought had a obviously this is one of the more productive regular season games we saw for Javon Wims Nick is this something where another performance in a Wims that something you believe he could build upon as well as we get down the stretch
1: of the season I hope so because I don't Taylor Gabriel. I'm realistically won't be here in 2020. So you want to build up that talent that you have at wide receiver, especially the young guys. Javon Williams, obviously Riley, really at least getting some playing time in here. But yeah, those are definitely guys where you have a performance like he did with the five receptions, 56 yards. Build off that. He's a big target. It's way different from uh, a complete different a uh, receiver from a Taylor Gabriel. So I think that if the Bears want to keep throw, you know putting him into the game plan. I think that is good for not only this season but moving forward down the road, you know, next seasons as well. Because Taylor Gabriel is not a long term answer; it's going to be more so Javon Williams, right? Really? Yeah,
0: exactly. And now with uh, Gabriel's second concussion this season, I'm hopeful that they can bring in some of these younger kids to give them this experience. And I thought Williams did a really good job. Besides the two blocks in the back, uh, yeah. stepping in into that role today and really showing out. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Uh, One other area in this offense I'm looking at here is third down efficiency. There were 5 of 10 on third down, which was 50%. And I don't think I need to remind folks that this Bears offense has usually been in the bottom three to four of the league in terms of converting on third down. So see them convert at a 50% clip is a very nice thing. I thought they were doing a great job putting themselves in third and manageable situations for the vast majority of this game. And on top of that, Nick, and probably more importantly, they found a way to stay out of third downs for the by and large. Because only 10 third downs, despite running 60 total plays in this game, uh, is a good indicator that they're you know, moving the sticks earlier and not putting themselves in those do or die situations on third down. And when they did, they did a decent job of uh, converting as well. So overall, the third down management, I thought was a big plus today. Anything else on this Bears offense you want to mention? I know we're doing an expedited
1: show. I know you have family arriving as we speak. So anything else? You know, I think uh, we saw some glimpses where the run game can definitely be, you know, impactful moving forward. Just getting David Montgomery those longer runs, that's what we're kind of expecting. And also having him slip out of the backfield and for that final um, touchdown there, I want to see more David Montgomery moving forward. I know Anthony Miller was a a guy that emerged in this game, but I think – you know, coming down the stretch here, let's keep giving David Montgomery the ball, see what he can do with it, because we saw there was a inch of space where it was a little quick pass out to the left. He's making a guy miss in close quarters. So he's a guy that once he gets the ball in his hands, he can make things happen.
0: Absolutely, and for me, I, I, if I want to be nitpicky one last time here, I know it's Thanksgiving, we should be looking at the more you know, things that we're grateful for, but just the Bears on offense and their game management, it continues to be an issue. I mean, we already talked about Riley Ridley not being out of the field of that TV timeout, had of another illegal formation out of a timeout as well that ruined, well, we should have probably settled for a field goal on that drive, but that's a topic for a different part of this show, but overall, just still finding ways to be better in terms of a cohesive unit, be more well-coached, and quit with these silly mistakes on offense that just continue to shoot yourselves in the foot. But it was a game where the Bears had those, but they found a way to uh, survive them. And that's really, at the end of the day, all that matters. All right, halfway through the show. Let's just flip it real quick here, Nick. We had this defense, and you mentioned you're going up against David Blau, which we know how to pronounce his name now, which is exciting. <laughs> Brandon will be, uh, if he was still here, probably be very disappointed in us uh, yet just two days ago on the preview podcast. But anyway, David Blau came out very well. His second pass, boom. 75 yards, Kenny Galladay torches princeton Mukamara, and then from there, another drive uh, where they get points. And I believe in the first half, the defense allowed three drives that went for 60 yards or more to a third-string quarterback. What was all that about?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, Will, because I would never have expected David Blau to really torch this Bears defense early on. They definitely he did that early on, especially the first two drives. They both end in touchdowns. That three play, 75 yard drive, ten plays, seventy-eight yard drive. So yeah, he was just picking apart the the defense there. But I really think, and this is still an issue with this Bears defense. The pass rush is not consistent. If it's not Cleo Mack, it's nobody else, to be completely honest. Um, so that's why David Blau was able to stand in the pocket confidently, wait for those routes to develop downfield, pick apart just by bit by bit and then that's why the Lions were successful early in the game. But after those two touchdowns, it goes punt, three plays and a punt, three plays and a punt. They get a field goal and a half. So they did adjust, but you, that shouldn't be happening with David Blau at quarterback. And he did impress me, to be completely honest, but it shouldn't be happening to this Bears defense.
0: No, it really shouldn't be happening. But it's one of those things when it's you're getting ready for this game, you know it's a third-string quarterback. I, I just had a gut feeling. Like, we're yeah. going to see something. Like, it's not going to be as easy – as we thought it would be, and I think I even tweeted right after the first drive, like, all right, seven-zero lead, we're going up against a third-string quarterback. We have the Lions exactly where we want them, and then they shut me up real quick. But overall, like you said, the Bears' defense, they didn't play uh, their best game by far. Allowing this Detroit team with a third-string quarterback to score 20 points to allow them to run for 105 yards on the ground as well was a little bit more than honestly I we thought could happen. I'm not surprised by, you know, Bo Scarborough, uh, bro, going for the 21 for 83, everything four yards per carry. I mentioned that in a preview, show you someone that worried me just a little bit, but I thought even though he did have a decent day and picking up yards and getting some decent runs, they didn't really affect the overall game. They didn't really affect this, uh, the end result. So that's a good thing here for the Bears as well. But this defense, you know, they started off slow, and after the Trubisky's interception in the third quarter, I was a little worried. I was like, this may end up being a game where the Lions go back up by two scores and we're going to try to fight our way back. But the defense had a really good stand after Trubisky's interception as well. Then, of course, late in this game, two bigger stands in the fourth quarter. So when it mattered, the defense came out to play. They made the stops when they mattered. But still in the first half, we thought that, uh, well, we believe this Bears defense should be able to uh, stand up a little bit better than they did. Uh, Looking at any position specifics, any one do you just want to mention? I know we're going quick here.
1: Yeah, so just looking at the linebackers, how Roquan and Nick Krakowski both play, I thought they did a really decent job. The one where Nick Krakowski almost had that game-sealing interception, just to be in that position in the first place – Great play by Nick Kukowski. We know that uh, coverage is not his strength, but he has been getting so much better in the pass coverage aspect and his linebacker responsibilities that that should be a very encouraging sign for Bears fans. And then Roquan Smith did have two sacks today, so he was able to get back there. He didn't have any coming into this game. So he could build upon that as a linebackers. But like I already highlighted, this defensive line still needs to do more and try to get to the quarterback um, because, again – You have Khalil Mack, who's consistently applying pressure, but Leonard Floyd is still not. And you have the backups coming in. Aaron Lynch comes in, like, the first play of the game, and I think it's an encroachment or whatever it may be. It's like you can't have that happen from all Mm -hmm. the other guys. So it's Mack, and then we're still trying to find someone who can create consistent pressure.
0: Yeah, I mean, Roquan Smith, I mean, holy cow, 15 tackles today? 15. I mean, that's a that's, that's huge. I mean, he was all over the field. I know the Lions were targeting him, too, in a passing game, which, I mean, if they're going to try to win that battle, I'm okay with that each and every day. Like you said, the two linebackers played really well. I think that, you know, I know Danny Trevathan, this is a contract year, that elbow injury is going to hinder him moving forward. This may be a, a duo, Nick Wachowski, Roquan Smith, that we can live with with 2020 and beyond. And it's funny because when we draft Roquan Smith, you think, oh, that's the Nick Wachowski replacement. It was, but it wasn't. And maybe it was like just delaying the inevitable where those two were going to be the duo for this Bears defense. And overall, Cleo Mack, I mean, it was what we thought was going to happen. He got in there. He had a couple of hurries, not a ton of, quote, pressures, but... The Lions were doing their exactly what they did a few weeks ago, really having him split out wide, getting a lot of guys on him, really trying to take him out of the game. And they did that for the most part. Later on, Mac had his pressure felt a little bit more. But for the most part of this game, he was. Uh, Decently taken out. And then, I guess, if you want to look at the secondary, uh, Prince of I mean, he is a thorn in our side right now. I mean, he, we even talked about it. He got torched on a very third play for the Lions in this game, that easy 75 yard touchdown. He allowed a few other easy first downs when he's just playing so soft. He's allowing Galladay or even Marvin Jones to run some just quick in routes. You know, 10 yards to get to the sticks. He cut in towards the middle of the field. And there's like four to five yards of separation between the two. Kyle Fuller also allowed a big catch to Galladay all the way down the red zone, beaten on a double move. So those double moves are really biting this Bears secondary by and large in this game. And Kenny Galladay, my God, over 150 yards, right? 158 yards on four catches. I mean, just to show you, when he was getting those catches, I mean, they were huge. And when you have 75 on one, uh, that helps as well. But Kenny Galladay was someone that was beating us. Did you see any reason why, besides just poor man coverage, why
1: Galladay was able to have such a big impact today? I mean, that is a big part of it. The, the coverage wasn't what we're used to seeing. And Prince of Mookumara, again, just being a step slower, just not even being near his man, that's definitely going to help any receiver. But it all comes back to actually having time in the pocket. You give any quarterback time, they're going to find the open receiver. And, you know, I think that was such a big fundamental thing for the Bears last season. They kept consistently getting pressure. That secondary looks a lot better uh, now these guys who are playing pretty aggressive on these double moves can do that because they know pressure is going to force that ball out early. So no pressure, that's going to expose some of the, I guess, holes that they have in the secondary right now. It was it was a good game by Galladay for sure, but I think it starts up front. If the Bears can get better pass rush, I don't know if they can at this point, but if they, that's that's where all the roots of the, the problems are caused right there.
0: Exactly. Because last year, the pass rush was a driving force behind our turnovers, behind the reason why this defense was so good. And this defense is still really good. And if they can just find a pass rush, it can become great again. We'll find turnovers. But the lack of it right now is really, really. Hurting the overall performance of this defense. Anything else, big picture wise? You want to talk about the defense? I mean, we can pinpoint, you know, uh, Leonard Floyd's untimely drafting the pass around third and fifteen. It uh, did lead to a much easier field goal attempt. Again, I don't know if that even impacted the game and uh, things like that. But uh, just another game where you're going up against a lackluster opponent, and the Bears find a way to make them a little bit more better than really what they should have been.
1: Yeah, and they did do that. It definitely was not something we expected early on, but they, you saw later after that, those two touchdowns, they really hunkered down, were able to keep the Detroit offense from really establishing anything. I My bold prediction didn't come true. I didn't think they would have that kind of comeback at the end there, but it started looking like it a little bit. But it's a short week, and I guess you don't game plan for David Blau. No excuses, though. It should be better, but the defense is going to have games like this. They are, and it's – Great that the offense was actually able to pick them up in this one, which you can't say has really happened Mm -hmm. all season.
0: That's a really excellent point. You know, this is one of those games where, like you just said, the defense, they let those two early touchdowns and they're able to settle in after the fact. But the offense did enough where it didn't really matter. And in other games this season, you allow a team to score 20 points on us, and the offense would never even be able to even get close to that. So at least it's a game where the offense did its job uh, to help out the defense. And then we're sitting here talking about a Bears victory. All right. Well, that's gonna just. I'm just gonna call that a wrap on the defense. Again, uh, moving a little bit quicker today due to the holiday. Everybody uh, talking about special teams. I wanted to talk about the decision not to try that 50 yard kick here in the second quarter, because instead they just had to go for it, it as to play with the illegal formation didn't even matter. They had ended up just giving the ball over on downs. And I think it's like the second drive of 15 plays or more that's been turned over on downs in the entire league, uh, which is crazy when you think about it, but what's your take on that? Do you believe that the bears don't have trust in Pinero? Was that more just naggy being aggressive is I just want to know your thoughts here, because to me it's, it's mind-boggling.
1: Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I don't know if I trust Eddie Pinero from that distance. I think it was a 48-yarder that he missed earlier in the year, a 49-yarder after that. So n- something that's the range where he's just hasn't shown consistency at. So, yeah, I think that's what it really comes down to. Does Matt Nagy trust his kicker? And I know he says every time in the press conferences, Eddie's our guy, Eddie's our guy. Well, the decision to let him kick would make it valid that that is your guy, and him not allowing him to go kick it proves otherwise.
0: Yeah, uh, again, I, I it's just crazy, Nick. You and I were in training camp, and they were battling it out from sixty yards. Eddie uh, you know, Eddie Panero and Elliot Fry, sixty yards, like that was the thing of the day, every day in practice. And now we're in a set. We're feeling like we have to go for it for a 50-yard attempt. I mean, it's sad that we're coming down to that point. I still believe you're in a dome. There's no atmospheric uh, elements that are disrupting that play. I would have at least given him the chance. doesn't matter. Uh, we won by four points. It didn't happen. But uh, my other question for you when it comes to special teams is, uh, should Cordero Patterson take a knee?
1: Oh, that was so funny seeing that and hearing what Joe Buck said, but, Hey, it, that was weird in general seeing a kickoff repeated. I don't even know if that's ever happened before, but it did. Of course, in this Thanksgiving game, did you see though what happened? What uh, Duke I think it was Duke Shelley and Kevin Tolliver did to that poor gunner. Mm-hmm, yeah, that was awesome. They that is such a you know grinding job to be a gunner, but when you have two guys like that who are just pounding on you like on top of you not allowing you to get to the ball carrier that is great that's what you want to see out of your gunners or out of your guys blocking the gunners and that was just awesome to see that they were able to show us that because he had no impact on the play whatsoever
0: looks like tristan got rid of the troll in the chat
1: thank goodness it's thanksgiving my goodness and the guys in here just you know i yeah thank goodness thank you tristan <laughs> I just like look up and I'm
0: like, wait, what am I missing over here out of the right corner of my screen? But really, we talked about how the Bears defense weathered the storm. And I think this Bears, entire Bears team found a way to do it today. And one of the other plays of this game that does matter in special teams is that surprise onside kick. Uh, because that's when all momentum was going towards Detroit early on, and they got that surprise onside kick. But luckily for the Bears' defense, that's when they started figuring things out, and they forced a three and out. So that onside kick that surprised us all, that gave Detroit an extra possession, didn't end up biting us in the butt. The Bears' defense was able to hang in there, uh, grit their teeth, and get off that field again, despite just being on it for quite some time. Anything else on the third phase? I don't want to mention Tariq Cohen going backwards anymore.
1: Yeah, they need to find a new – I don't like Tariq Cohen as a punt returner. I know he's – you know, I guess I, he's averaging a good amount of yards. He's so leading how, the league.
0: Though. I, I yeah. wonder if they're counting yards forward or just total yards he'd on the field.
1: Maybe because that's the only way I can see him leading that because he just is so – one, he's inconsistent. Well, he'll fear catch it when inside the 10 every single time. And then when he does get the ball, it's going east and west. He's not going north. And to don't me, it just doesn't seem – yeah, it doesn't seem like um... – Trey Cohen has that that speed that that speed that was like there last year. I feel like he's a step slower for some reason. That's just my take, but I would like to see somebody else returning punts. All
0: right, well, let's enter the final quarter of this post game show and well, let's just wrap it up. Thanksgiving Day, twenty four to twenty victory. It's going to be the time for our two minute warning.
1: Nick, take it away. Yeah, so the Bears are now at 506 and 6 and they have a pretty tough schedule here left. Let's just see what they can do. I don't know if you could say, "Hey, look, there's there's a there's a chance for the playoffs. There is, but it's not very realistic at this point in the season what you want to see is guys like Anthony Miller take that next step. Mitch Trubisky took a step today. You saw a little bit more from the running game. So, you want to see those kind of aspects just kind of keep on happening. Those positives on offense. Yes, there's still dysfunction. There's still weird substitutions. There's still bad penalties. And that's just been happening all season, but let's see if the bears can get better at just limiting those and just expanding on, you know, growing this young talent that they have. And defensively, can the bears just find that pass rush? That is it's on this team. It is well, but it just has not come to fruition really in 2019. Other than, Khalil Mack so you want to see those things kind of happening you want to see more turnovers I know Eddie Jackson finally got his first pick but it was like a a toss up a (laughs) gimme one so you want to see more turnovers but I like what I'm seeing out of the inside linebackers right now especially since Dan Trevathan's gone Nick Wachowski has really stepped up Nick Williams actually made a couple plays today that's what you want to keep doing with the rest of this season develop those younger guys because they're going to be a part of the future but the Bears are six and six. It's Thanksgiving, something to be thankful for, and yeah, we'll see what we'll see what ends up happening the rest of 2019. There we go. Yeah, plenty of football left ahead
0: of us, and to be 500 here on Thanksgiving, it's nice. It's not what we thought we were going to be talking about when we we're looking at the schedule. But given the last couple of months, I'm I'm excited to be a 500 football team and seeing what exactly could be out in our future. But looking at this game. Again, I think to me, it's going to be weathering the storm because the Lions came out and they came out fighting. Uh, They came out surprising us. And it just was one of those games that before, by the time it was halftime, I had a headache and I had to go and, you know, take a town all because I was like, wow, that was a long first half of football. And I didn't envision all that happening and all the miscues and all the times they shot themselves in the foot. But there are still so many positives from this game you can take away from. The offense moving the ball. David Montgomery getting some open lanes. And this Detroit defense has been, and we talked about it just a couple days ago, pretty good at stopping the run over the last month or so. And the Bears found a way to get it done for the most part in this game. Trubisky looked poised. He took some shots. He was still able to get up and make some big throws down the stretch when it mattered. And they found, again, I I don't think this team's ready to pack it in. I think they're trying. There are a lot of things they need to work on. They need to find a way to become more disciplined. They need to find a way to become more of a collective unit, play more complimentary football. But they're fighting, and they're trying, and they're trying to see if they can find a way to salvage this 2019 season. I know it's a long shot to even reach the playoffs. And this is one of those seasons where you don't even mention that word at this point. But you never know. Other teams have to lose out. We need a win out. But you never know. And they're trying. They're not giving up. They're not packing in. And I like to see the aggressiveness. I like to see this mentality. And I honestly, one other thing, I saw Mitch having a little bit of fun today. He had some smiles on his face after some big throws. And that's exciting as well because, of course, when your quarterback's having fun, the other guys are. And usually good things follow that as well. But overall, Nick, I'm thankful for a 500 football team, which is sad But this is a reality, so I'm going to take it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. I really want to thank each and every one of you who are here listening to the live version of this podcast, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. So does Nick. Nick. Nick appreciates you guys too. I promise. But we really do appreciate you coming on here on a Thanksgiving day, hanging out with us, talking a little bit about Bears football. But I know Nick, you got some family rolling in. And I want to make sure you get to those. So make sure if you're grateful for us and you're thankful for the show that we put out, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That really does help spread the word of our show. And again, we aren't backed by a major media entity. I don't have marketing dollars to put behind us. So word of mouth and leaving review is the best way to tell people more about us. And don't forget, you better get in our raffle because we want you to join us at that Bears Chiefs game. We have one ticket, your name's on it. Head over to chicagoaudible.com raffle to enter our giveaway. That way you have a chance to join Nick and I at that Bears game here in week 16. And we're going to be picking the winner on that on December 12th, so just a couple of weeks away. We'll be back next week as we prepare for another Thursday night, well, Thursday game in general against the Cowboys. But until next time, enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving and, of course, bear down, Chicago.